Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who frequently calls me out for being creepy, (laughs) Heather. Oh boy, that is sad but true. But... (laughs) But you're creepy. What? You're creepy in a funny, nice way. What? Does that help? Why do you think I'm so creepy? Have you gotten I mean, to the bottom of that yet? I don't know, but at least someone is speaking truth into your life. Well, so you're welcome. For, I still I, love you. I'm not trying to be creepy for the record. It just <laughs> happens. I'm just naturally creepy, and I can't help it. I I don't want to be that way. I feel like our listeners are going to disagree with me on this, so that's fine. <laughs> Okay, well, if anyway, if I say anything creepy on the podcast, I hope my, our listeners write in and let us know. So far, we haven't gotten any David is being creepy messages, but <laughs> maybe now that we've said this, they, they'll feel comfortable saying something about it. I don't know. But anyway, I'm excited about today's show. We've got a great show planned for today. Today, we're going to be talking about being creepy, but more so in a lifestyle way. <laughs> creepy <laughs> as a lifestyle. We're talking about lifestyle creep. And uh, how that can get away from you, as it so often is tempting to do. Yeah. Got to get that under control. We had an episode (laughs) on self-control. Maybe we should go back and listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bad idea. No, I I think lifestyle creep is one of those things that's easy to get away from you. And when I I talk about lifestyle creep... Yeah, what do you mean by lifestyle creep, David (laughs) Prale? Well, when when I'm talking about lifestyle creep, what I really mean is that we're, we, it's a situation where you have money that maybe you get some more money in, maybe you get a raise, and you're like, oh, you know, I got this raise. I'm making an extra few bucks uh, every every couple weeks. I can I can afford to eat out a little more. I can afford to maybe buy a nicer. Maybe I can afford to buy a, a buy an extra. I can afford to buy a cup of coffee now every week from Starbucks, or I can afford to. Um, have a nicer car, or I can afford to maybe buy a nicer house, stuff like that. You this know, all sounds of... really positive to me. <laughs> so far, I haven't heard anything bad. Well, well, and this is this is kind of the problem, right? This is an area where you and I have butted heads a little bit. I think <laughs> I think you can relate here. We've had a couple instances where maybe it, we we haven't always agreed. For instance, I'm thinking I'm thinking lawn mowing, snow plowing. Positive, those, positive. Those type of services, like for us, it's exactly. been exactly. It's been it's been having somebody come to clean our home. Positive. Which, again, right. it's like okay, yeah, we can afford to do that, but right. But afford, quote unquote, <laughs> just because you can pay for something doesn't mean you should be paying for something. Well, in that this case, we should be, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully somebody out there agrees with me. But just because you can you can afford to pay for something doesn't mean you should be. And I think this this is often done when you 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 get a raise and you're like, well, now I have an extra amount of money, and you know what? I'm going to be paying less than the amount of money I'm now making in addition. So so really, I deserve this. Right. This gets into that almost I deserve category. Right. I also think it happens a lot to match your friends or family's lifestyle. So if the people around you are starting to do that or have a cleaning person, then you're like, hey, I should do that. And um, 
And it's tempting because of that, right? I yeah, mean, and I mean, sometimes maybe you never heard of something or thought about doing something until you've talked to your friends or you've seen that and you're like, hey, I feel like for you that was getting a cell phone. <laughs> so, okay, for, you're not wrong. But so this, For this, me, it was designer purses. I was like, what? Oh, my friends are doing that. I'm going to do that. For you, I feel like it was like, oh, all of my friends have a cell phone. I guess I should get one. That's that's actually pretty true. So what was it, 2004, 2005? I think it was 2004 that I got a cell phone, which was long after everybody I knew had a cell phone. I mean, people had cell phones that I knew back in the 90s, right? They had those Nokia, the, the Nokia phones. I held out till 2004 because at that point I felt like I wasn't able to participate as a functioning adult in society. Like I was missing out on events because people weren't calling me. They were sending text messages to my landline and I wasn't getting them. And it was a problem. Right. So it wasn't necessarily because I wanted a cell phone. Sure. It was because I couldn't function. Like I was, I was feeling like I was being on the outside of society at that point. Got it. It's funny because <laughs> as I was thinking about this topic and lifestyle group, I was looking back at my life, my long, long life. And I feel like, you know, I obviously have had lifestyle creep. Um, and I feel like, you know, I had it and then I met you and I kind of had to go backwards in my lifestyle a little bit Ooh. and then slowly increase it again. So, you know, <laughs> it's been a little bit of a rebound. I had a little bit of a rebalance there. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, I, I don't know. I I think I I, th I think one of the one of the things that people think as they as they increase their lifestyle is that oh I I can increase this one I mentioned earlier because because it what I'm adding is doesn't cost as much as the amount of money that I'm earning, but then they they t tend to lose track of those things. So they say oh well you know I I can have you know extra coffee every day or or whatever, because it's only like five bucks a day. And so that's like 25 bucks a week if I'm doing it five days a week, that's not that much. But then they also say the same thing when they're like, oh, I'm going out to eat, but you know, I can have a little bit, maybe I'm gonna order the filet tonight because I just got a raise. And that turns into two nights or three nights. And it becomes, now it's a habit that now this is what I order when I go out to eat. And so you tend to lose track over time of how much you really adding even if it's only at $5 or $20 at a time. But I think that's why it's called lifestyle because it becomes part of just You're how totally you right. operate. It's like, oh yeah, I stop at Starbucks every day or... You're right. Hey, we go out to a fancy dinner every... It just becomes part of how you do life. And, you and know... And then it's almost impossible to strip away because right. it's like, well... that When you talk about lifestyle, how do you scale back your lifestyle? Or if you were to say, oh, well, I... You marry David Prail. Step, or, <laughs> step number one. Or, or I'm buying into I'm buying into now a luxury car. Okay, I got this great I got this great job. So now now I can afford I don't know. Just hypothetically speaking, now I can afford that Audi that I've always wanted. And every time I take in that Audi, it's really expensive to get the general tune up now rather than a, a five hundred dollar tune up. It's a thousand dollar tune up. Yeah, and I think, like, one thing that I think of is very common is, like, streaming services, right? Like, back in the day, when I, back ages ago, right, it was just, like, cable TV. And sure, there were different, you know, levels. But now it's, like, all these streaming services. And it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to add this one. It's only so much a month, and right? And it starts a little like that. But then, to your point, it just becomes, like, 
hey, well, yeah, I have all of these and this is where I watch shows and it's not that much. But when you add them all up together and you take it over a year, it's like, oh, gosh, that wasn't insignificant. And this is how your budget gets out of control. And this is how you get to a point where you really can't out earn even that lifestyle creep because it becomes that there's so many little items baked into that. You almost lose track of how that even happened. Where did that money go? And the money's just gone. And that's a really interesting point with this topic is that this does happen to everyone. So it doesn't matter what income bracket you're in. There's always more you can spend on. Even super rich people, there's always more they can buy. Always so more. it's like infinite, right? And so it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a low income or high income, this can happen, right? And, and no matter where on the income level you are, this is going to edge out your, your goals. You've set financial goals, or hopefully you will set financial goals if you haven't yet. And these are the things that are going to stand in the way. And they may not feel like it at the time. They probably don't feel like it at the time because we're talking about small items or, or seemingly small items. But when you add them into your lifestyle and they become a part of daily life, it adds up quick. And now all of a sudden that, that goal that seemed so attainable at the beginning of the year, now it doesn't feel so attainable. And, and you're not entirely even sure why that's not attainable. Well, I was thinking about this one and I think this is really interesting because you may even feel like you're hitting your goals because your life looks like you want it to look. It's like, hey, I'm now driving that Audi or hey, point. I'm now doing this, right? But, and so you might be feeling like, hey, I've made it, I've got it, my life, I'm doing well. But back to your point, like at what cost? So you're doing this, but does that mean you're still gonna be able to even retire or at the age you want? You know, are you doing this, but you're burdening yourself with debt? Oh, I can make that payment. But you step back and you're like, holy crap, all of a sudden my net worth is negative because I have so much debt that I've taken on. Sure, I can make all the payments. And so I think that's what's interesting about this is like, yeah. I think what you're talking about is like your financial goals or like your goals kind of out, like how you're right, doing exactly. it. Exactly. Because you might be like, yeah, this is the life I want to live. Woohoo, I've made it. But it you, could you all might, come crumbling down. You might feel like you're living your best life. Your friends might say, wow, I can't, you're doing so well. Right. You, you're you making all your payments every month on time. You might have money in the bank even, but but your net worth could be negative or if it's not negative, it might be headed down as right. a result of this. So on that, I was thinking, do you think that you can have lifestyle creep without increased income? Because that's normally how it happens, right? You get that raise, oh, I'm making a couple hundred bucks extra a month. You know, you start having that income, so you start spending. You know, as you progress in your life, you're making more money and you buy the bigger house and whatever. But Yeah, I, I think it can certainly happen. I think it's more likely that people justify it by more income. But I think there are other ways to justify that lifestyle increase. It could be just fatigue. It could be hey, I've been trugging along for a long time. You know, I'm just sick of mowing my lawn. Now I'm going to pay somebody to mow my lawn. And yeah, it, I'm just too old for this. You know, kind of the, I'm too old for this. I've reached a point in my life where I just have to do this. I've worked hard. I deserve it. And so this is what I'm doing. Forget the consequences. Or, you know, th that could be the attitude. I think that's probably the minority. But I, that certainly could be the attitude. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the nail of the head. I think... It's really about thinking about the consequences of what your actions are. But I do want to say, and you might disagree with me, but I don't think this is all bad. I mean, 
if you think about life, your income should go up and your lifestyle should get better. You know, I, I think that that's natural and I think that's okay. I don't think that's a bad, we're not saying that's a bad thing. I think what we're just saying is that you need to be intentional about where your money's going and make sure that you're still reaching all of your goals, you know, with this in step. I mean, we've, our lifestyle has obviously gotten better, you know, over the years. And I don't think you'd say that's bad. I don't think we've gotten off track with our goals. So it's just a balancing act, right? To yeah, make it's, sure. it's always a balancing act. Right. The, so it's the, not, you it's not bad that if your lifestyle is increasing. You don't make money just to, to store it away and never use it and die with a bit fat bank account, right? That's well, not, unless you're David Prale. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I do kidding. like to save some money, but... but I like to tell myself, maybe it's a lie, I like to tell myself that I'm saving that money to enjoy at a later time um, and and that it has a purpose. And so, yes, I, there is no problem with lifestyle creep when done in intentionally. And I would say when I think of the word creep, creep to me does, means you're probably not doing it intentionally. Maybe, maybe you're not doing it pur- or purposefully. You're doing it intentionally, but maybe not with purpose, with your goals in mind. Sure. So make sure you're doing it purposefully with your goals in mind if you're increasing that. And I feel like we've had those conversations. I know you joke about all these services and stuff, but we've had these conversations at points in our life, especially like when we got out of debt. It was like, okay, we've now hit this milestone. We had a bunch of money going to that. Now, where is it going to go? And we talked, we had a conversation and part of that conversation was improving our lifestyle. Right. Um, so yeah. And, and I remember thinking about this when I was, when I was a single guy, I thought a lot about lifestyle creep as well, because I, I was in college specifically when I was thinking about this in college and I was thinking about how so many people talk about how they got by on so little in college. Like that's just a thing everybody talks about. Oh yeah, I was a broke college student and I lived in this one room apartment and I lived on no food and I had to get by with this rickety old car and I did amazing and look at me now. And I was thinking, well, if you continued living like that broke college student, anyone could be ridiculously wealthy 20 or 30 years later Mm. ridiculously wealthy and the fact that people don't do that they're choosing not to be ridiculously wealthy and and maybe that's okay maybe you don't want to be ridiculously wealthy maybe you don't want to marry heather heather williams at the time (laughs) (laughs) maybe not but i want to marry you i'm (laughs) married you you. thanks for making that change (laughs) but the point is is that is that People, like almost everybody at that stage in life is able to make it work. And if you want to have money, if you want to be ridiculously wealthy, you can make that happen if you were to choose to stick with that and not let your lifestyle creep. Um, But at a certain point, most people decide, no, I want to let that lifestyle creep happen. And so I think it's important for us to just all recognize that when, even though you think you need to live on what you live on now, you don't. You've lived on less. <laughs> I guarantee you've lived on less before. <laughs> so that's a really good segue then to the next part. Um, how do we how do we help people then? How do we help them ensure that they're doing it properly? I, I wouldn't say stop it, but just make sure that they're being purposeful, like you talked about, or intentional about where they're, as their income rises, how do they control their lifestyle creep? Yes. Yeah. And 
And so that's exactly right. You need to be intentional. You need to be really the, the number one tool on there is is my favorite but word, the budget word. Oh, um, man. I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but what I no, really mean when right. I'm saying budget is is be aware of where you're doing your spending. At least ha- be consciously making these decisions. Um, if you're not consciously deciding what you're spending your money on, it disappears. You don't know where it's going, and the creep happens. Yeah, as much as I hate um, budgeting and talking about budgets, it's it is so helpful. It is so. It really does exactly what you're saying. So maybe I just need to rename it. Maybe I should just call it money tracker or something. But well, um, but yeah, the whole point planning. is it's really just plan. Right. Say yes, yes. We want to spend money here. Right. It's like telling your money where you want it to go, controlling your money, and yeah, and being purposeful with it. I think in addition to that, going hand in hand with a budget. Really, I think first is understanding your goals um, because you really do need to understand what are you trying to do. Like maybe, maybe you don't want to retire. Maybe you want to work forever and enjoy it now. And so that looks very different than if you're saving for retirement, or maybe you want to retire at forty, which means okay, we got to sacrifice more. So I think you really have to set goals to really understand and lay that foundation to know, hey here's the destination we're working towards. And then you can, the budget or the money trackers, I'm going to start calling it, (laughs) is like the tool to get you to that, right? It's your Garmin, it's your GPS, it's your map, right? Um, So they really go hand in hand. Yeah, you need that vision about where you're going. You need your why. Right. Having your why is so important. That keeps you motivated. It keeps you on track. And, and, And I would add to that also by saying, you can't achieve your why if you're burdened down with a whole with, with an anchor. If you've got an anchor behind you, slowing you down. If if you've got one foot on the gas and one foot on the brakes, you're you're not going to be making good progress. And when I'm saying gas, that gas is is you putting money towards your goals. That brake is accumulating debt, and you don't want something dragging you down, having additional debt pulling you back. I would say be sure that debt is not a part of that that solution in getting you out of your problems because you can't dig your way out of a hole. Yeah, and especially as you're increasing your lifestyle, never increase it at the cost of taking on debt or financing. Never. That is never a good idea. So don't add to that problem. It's, yes, it's bad enough increasing your lifestyle at the sac- at, by sacrificing your future, your future savings, your future retirement funds. Definitely don't add it by by killing you in the today with debt. And hey, just to plug one thing back on the goal topic, just happened to be that our last um, podcast, if you missed missed it, was on goal setting. So oh. go back and listen to episode oh, seventy. What amazing and timing! Bam, we can help you out, <laughs> hook you up right that. <laughs> um, and and an easy way an easy way to be making progress on this is is automated savings. So. Th- I, I think I, I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to say every bank. If you're with a bank, odds are your bank has some type of automated savings program that you can enroll in, where you schedule um, a certain amount to transfer into another account. Maybe you have a, a checking account, or you have your your transaction account, and then you have a separate account where you save. You might build up money, and then like what Heather and I do is we have we have a checking account, and then 
on a regular basis, we have an automatic transfer that goes into a savings account that we let build up a little bit before we do a, a purchase of mutual funds. And so we, we have this automated process that without even thinking about it, at the beginning of the month, hey, we've got this much right off the top going into savings. It just happens automatically. And so we're able to, to at least always be making a certain amount of progress, yeah. which is super helpful, I think. Yeah, it's so easy when it's just done for you. You don't ever think about it. You can also do it, most of your investment companies, our, our investment advisor allows us to do that as well, just have an automated pull into your investment account as well if you want to do that. And it's super easy. Like We just had to update it because we were looking. We got our, our property tax bill, and we we stock, stock away money every month to go towards our property taxes, and so we had to tweak it, and it was super easy. It took like two seconds, and boom, boom, and it was Bam. done. We don't even think about it. It's just sitting there. That's right. Just set it aside. Yeah. And then I think I think one last one to talk about is, and this is going to be hard coming from the spender, but don't overspend on your housing. So your housing is your most expensive cost. I get it. I like living in a nice place. I get it. I want to have a nice home as well. And we need, but, to, we, you need to have a safe neighborhood. And you do. That's also important. But you need to buy what's what you can afford. Yeah. And don't, it's so easy. We've all been there. You're looking for a house and you're like, this is my budget. And then the realtor comes and is like, oh, well, for only 20000 more, <laughs> you know, you can get this place. And it's like, well, yeah, when you put it in the payment, it's like next to nothing. It's and just blah, a couple blah, blah. hundred bucks it's a month. It's so easy. Talk about lifestyle creep. I think it's really easy to creep on buying housing because you just like, oh, 20000 that's nothing when you put it on a, the payment. So don't get carried away. I know it's really easy to do, speaking from someone who's done it. Like, it is really easy, but... But don't do it. And, and what what you don't necessarily think about is the bigger, nicer home comes with bigger, larger maintenance, typically, and bigger taxes and bigger everything. Like everything's amplified when you get into the nicer, larger, more expensive home. Right. There's additional costs that come with it. Exactly. So let let's say it's too late. Let's say there's there's a what? There's, there's one visitor. I'm sorry. It's let's never say too one, late. One listener out there that has is listening to us and is like, ah, crap. I've already made. I've already let my lifestyle creep too much. Are, is this person lost? No, not at all. It's never too late. <laughs> That's there's right. hope. You there's can have always hope. hope. You can hope. change. You can change today. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> So step number one, stop the bleeding. If you are in that position, you're like, oh my goodness, this is totally me. I'm in over my head. What did I do? Don't freak out. Just pause. Take a breath. Take a minute, like I like to say, and figure out where your money's going. Figure out, you know, where all that money is going and get an understanding of your situation. And that's going to be able to help identify what are the levels that levers that you can pull? What are the things that you can cut back on or stop spending money and, on? And that's the hard part, right? Is that okay? So now you've your lifestyle's crept. You know where where it might have crept a little bit, and you you're, you might have to make some tough decisions. And tough decisions meaning, oh, maybe maybe I bought more car than I should have bought, and I need to sell my car. I need to get out of this. I need to get out of this lease. I need to get out of this car payment. Maybe I need to get out. Maybe, you know, you mentioned the house, Heather, last. Maybe, as painful as it is, maybe I need to downsize on the home in order to get into something that's more practical for my current financial situation, my current income. Um, these are tough decisions. These are not to be taken lightly. Um, but 
those tough decisions, that's how you get traction a lot of times. Yeah, and just know it's a point in life. Like, you might need to stay, take a step backwards, but that doesn't mean you're always going to be in that place. Kind of like when you married me. You had to exactly. take, take a step I took back a step to backwards <laughs> on my, my financial life. Not Mar- my financial. Marrying David is a step back. Let's be <laughs> no. honest. That's what no, going backwards No, I just life. had, I had to stop the spending. The spending had to get under control. That was all. It was not a step back. Oh, oh, you know. So there's tough decisions, and then, and and I think it, I think we're all capable of doing this. And one thing that I mean, I mentioned the 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 college example as as starting out minimal and saying, hey, you've done this before. But I think a lot of us most recently have done this as well. In that, um, as we we went through COVID times, you, you look at the numbers. A lot of people didn't go on as many vacations as they once did. A lot of people scaled back their eating out. A lot of people scaled back the number of new clothes they were buying. Um, a lot of things were scaled back in terms of costs. And in talking with people do I know that I know in talk in reading articles, more people today are have in the last couple of years have saved more money than they did in the years prior to COVID. And I think these extraordinary times have reminded people that no, you can actually save money. You can reduce your lifestyle and you're going to be okay. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I hadn't realized that, but I mean, it was definitely true for us. Um, and if you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, people were just staying home. They weren't going places. They weren't spending money. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. So maybe there's a silver lining when it comes to that. So we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse. If, um, so talk about lifestyle creep. So here's a question we want you to, to, to toss around. If you were to get a raise and make $500 more a month, Ooh. where would that money go? What would you like to do with it? And find out what your spouse would like to do with it and see if you guys are aligned. Hopefully you are. I'm sure David and I would be 100% aligned. <laughs> <laughs> As he laughs. Right. So, David. Heather. How or where do you think that we may have let lifestyle creep happen the most in our life? Oh, my gosh. Do I have to just pick one? Oh, my goodness. You mean savings too much? No, no. I, I... I mean, I would say the biggest creep has been in services. So, when we're talking about home cleaning, talking about... Uh, lawn mowing services, snow clearing services, those types of services. I mean, we've upgraded the amount that we've that we spend in eating out. We've improved vacation spending. Um, we've upgraded the house. We've upgraded cars, car spending. Um, I don't know. I think we brought up on this podcast your haircuts before. Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. So okay. So. Actually, before before we recorded today, I looked up the average price of a woman's haircut in Minnesota. We don't live in Minnesota. We don't today, but the average price of a haircut in Minnesota for a woman is $72. That is quite a bit less than you spend on your haircut. So you don't want me to be above average. You want your <laughs> wife to be below average. Got it. Got I'm it. Just, I'm just saying we're spending at least twice the average price on your haircut. <laughs> and then you you throw in other hair services, which I'm not <laughs> going to name, that might clock in quite a bit above average as well. I'm not going to mention prices on here because I've already embarrassed you enough. But... <laughs> I'm not embarrassed. There are other hair services. And then and then manicures and pedicures. Oh my goodness. I looked those this up. This feels very targeted. I looked those up. Those seem 
Like, they're also above average. I, I don't know. The point is, is that there are services I think that we're getting that seem like they're far above average. That I'm getting. <laughs> we we are getting. We right. are paying for. Right. That seem like they're far above average oh, in pricing. Boy. I don't know. There's been some creep. Ooh, the point is, oh, going to have to have a conversation off a uh, oh, mic. This might, per- might get edited out. <laughs> Well, it's interesting that you said services because I was thinking it's definitely happened at our house. So we've lived in three different homes that we've owned, and we've definitely kind of stepped up the house, which along with that comes other things, as you mentioned. But I did also put, as I was thinking through this, outsourcing. I agree with you. We've, you know, we started outsourcing, which I still think it's a good option. But, um, but yeah, that has definitely been a change. However, I will share a story. Like one of the biggest things that I remember in Lifestyle Creep was I still remember the year that you let me add a third wine club. That was like a dream. I'm like, oh my goodness, we have three wine clubs we belong to. Now, just to point out, we are now back to zero wine clubs. So we have different times in life. You go forward, you go backwards. And and let me be honest. Let's be clear though. These wine clubs were not just like your wine of the month club that was like 20 or 40 bucks a month. This was a bit more than that. Oh, These were on. fancy subscribing to a winery, not a not a wine club that picks a sl- scattering of wines and just It was really good wine. I miss it. It was fancy wine. All right. So, thank you for those questions. Those were really good. We have a r- listener question this week as well. Um we got a question from a listener on Instagram. Um the listener says My wife and I have been married for several years, but have struggled getting on the same page with money and budgeting. She has opened credit cards without my knowledge and has maxed them out. She does not show any interest in anything financial, and I have told her that I'd like to work out a plan with her together. She does not seem to be interested. Any advice? Ooh. That's tough. So That's tough sitch. It is a very difficult situation. I think, honestly, I think this is probably one of the hardest situations that a couple can be in where you have one spouse that is excited and ready to work on making changes and wanting to talk through them and the other one that shows very little interest uh, and, and maybe even some behavior that goes directly against um directly against working through those issues and in, in hearing that there are some credit cards that are being opened without knowledge and maxing them out. So um, I, I don't know, where would you start with this, Heather? Well, I think first of all is to engage and understand, like, I think obviously if you're opening credit cards, you're not in the financial place you want to be. And so hopefully you can get a line that, hey, we've got a problem here and what are we going to do about it? Um, so I think getting on the same page that, hey, this isn't looking how we both want I don't want to be, you know, going into debt, but and and I think in in that to that point, I it seems like she must recognize there's a problem here too. So right. what I gathered, and maybe I'm reading into this too much, that one of the reasons that she opened credit cards was because perhaps she noticed there were money problems that there wasn't enough right. to go around, and so her solution to solving this was take on more debt to right. solve our money problems right. and. It sounds like what I'm interpreting here is that that made the problem worse. So I think they have a common, there's a common acknowledgement from both of them that right. there's, a, there's a money problem here. Right. And I think that's huge. If you can get on the same page to say, we agree that this is an issue. Right. 
Then the next step is the hardest one to figure out what are we going to do about it, which she had one plan. I think he's probably got a different one. And that's the one where you got to be a little careful. If you're the one that's excited about finances and you have all the answers, you don't want to come at it like that because people are going to shut down. So you need to listen. You need to kind of have an open conversation and not come with all the answers. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I guess I see that conversation starting as if I were to approach this conversation with you, Heather, I'd probably say, hey, it's. I, I I think it's really positive that both of us are recognizing that there are there's a gap here in in our financial situation that we both think needs to be met. It looks like we have different approaches to how that needs to be resolved. I want to approach it in one way through maybe it's it's looking at the the budget in a different way. You're looking at it through. Uh, solving it through uh, these credit cards or through looking for other other ways to to solve what what may be um, temporary uh, cash flow issues, and I'm wondering if we can can we come together and can we work through this and and find a solution that that meets both of our needs uh, and and brings us to a satisfying conclusion on this. Yeah, and and I think. Maybe even using that word budget might be too much. This, what I'm reading here is Money this, this is probably somebody that that isn't very excited about starting with a budget, right? And and so maybe starting in with saying, "Hey, I want to solve with a budget," is not the right way. Like you were saying, right. it, it might be let's let's figure out how we can be planful in in addressing this situation. What do we need to do in the next thirty days in order to start to get a little bit better handle on where our money is going? and and how we can better direct it. Right. And I think if they start to shut down again, like always go back to the positive, always go back to the dreaming and getting aligned on like, yes. what do we want our life to look like? Do we like, I don't want to be stressed about money. I don't want to be stressed about money either. If you can agree on that and dream about like, oh my goodness, can you imagine a life where we aren't worried about money and we are, you know, meeting our goals. Like if you can dream about that together and get aligned, then maybe that'll motivate you to be like, okay, let's figure out how to do this. And that, yeah, that gives you something, each both something to work towards together. And it's, we're, we're let's map out a plan. Yes, we want to have that dream. So let's map out a plan to get there. How do we get there? And it doesn't have to be anything that we, it doesn't have to be a plan that we've laid out here on this podcast. It can be, it, it should be a plan that you lay out together. And that, that works for the that both works of you. works for the both of you, that you're both aligned on, that brings you closer together because you're tackling it together. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we have our answers, but you need to find your answer on right. this as well. Awesome. Well, we like getting questions. Send us more questions. Please, please continue to send us questions. We love getting questions. We don't have all the answers. Especially the hard ones. Especially the ones we don't have the answers to. <laughs> we, we love to get them. Uh, and we'd, we'd love to hear how, how things in your life are going. So um, I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. You can always reach us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.